Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Bonjour. Bonjour. <laughs> ah, what a blessing. What a blessing I am experiencing and I'm so grateful to share it with you. So let's jump right in here and start off with a prayer as we always do. I invite you to place your hand on your heart. We're wholeheartedly available for the higher Holy Spirit self. We're wholeheartedly available for our healing our clarity, our expansion, our awakening, our freedom. We're wholeheartedly available for the higher Holy Spirit self to remove from our awareness all blocks to love. We're surrendering them all. We are grateful and we are thankful to allow ourselves to experience an extraordinary healing. And that's why we gather in this radio broadcast to participate in an extraordinary healing that we share with the world. So grateful and thankful to consciously join together for this holy purpose, sharing the benefits with everyone. We gratefully allow it to be. We know it's done. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. Hmm. Yes, 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 yes. So one of the many things I'm grateful for is I'm grateful for you, the listeners, who have contributed to our fundraising campaign. Uh, some of the wonderful people who participate in the Power of Love ministry, which is the ministry I founded, it's a non-profit ministry organization if you're new to the broadcast. And we've been offering free classes and daily prayer and inspiration and this radio broadcast and the transcripts of this radio broadcast and uh, the transcripts of the free classes. So many A Course in Miracles resources for People all over the world and people in over a hundred countries participate in our free offerings. And for many people, I hear this all the time from people all over the world that they don't have other people in their neighborhood that they can talk about A Course in Miracles with and that what we are offering and sharing to them is really so important to them. People tell me all the time that they listen to the radio show every day. So they're listening to episodes every day. They're uh, reading my daily inspiration. They're one of my prayer partners. I offer these free prayers that I record every day. And you can even download them and collect them. You can get them in a podcast just like you can get the radio show in a podcast. All these wonderful free resources are supported by contributions, contributing uh, participants in the Power of Love ministry. And we have had two wonderful people, a group of wonderful people actually, come forward to 
produce a fundraising campaign. We're calling it Help Shine the Light. Help us at the Power of Love Ministry shine the light. Be part of our our team for shining this light around the world. And if you are aware, as I am aware, of how difficult it, it certainly was for me to... Um, truly live the love and walk the talk without support that's why we're dedicated to offering as much support as we possibly can and we have um, uh, such wonderful people participating to help us and our our fundraising goal is $50,000 and uh, we've never done this before like this and we've got some beautiful folks who have put up $25,000 as a matching grant. So every dollar that we raise is matched. Those of you who listen to National Public Radio and Public Television, you you know what a matching grant is. So it's a great gift to us, this matching grant. So because of that, we only have to raise $25,000. And we've raised $7,000 thanks to you already. How wonderful is that? So we, we're intending to raise another 18000 so we can match the whole amount that's been uh, put, offered for matching. So we are um, uh, well on our way with that $7,000. We've got until December 4th. It's not very long. So uh, this is a time of Thanksgiving for us in the United States. We're being thankful and grateful and practicing that deep, deep gratitude and no co- contribution is too small. Everything that you contribute will be doubled. Some people, it might be challenging to make a larger contribution. You could spread it out. Uh, make several small ones if you wish. Um, this is the time now, right now, in these couple weeks, so we can make the most and, and receive that entire matching of the 25000 So 7000 raised, 18000 to go, and I believe we'll do it. I believe we will. And I am so grateful, so grateful for your love, your appreciation, your outpouring. It's wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. And of course, all contributions are 100% tax deductible because we're a, a nonprofit uh, charitable organization. Yes, we are. <laughs> uh, if we had profits, uh, we put them right back into more free offerings. That's how I roll. <laughs> free is great. And uh, it works when people contribute. It works. So God bless you and thank you. Yes. Another thing I'd just like to make known to you today, I put a link in my Daily Spiritual Espresso, my blog today at jenniferhadley.com. Uh, Gary Renard's got a new book out, and it's about uh, the lifetimes in which Jesus and Buddha knew each other. And uh, I've started reading it, but I haven't finished it yet, so I'm going to save, save, savor it, as I always do Gary's books. And... Uh, He's promised to be on the radio show later this year. So, uh, and of course, Cindy, his wife, was on last week. 
so uh, we can look forward to that. For those of you who are Gary Renard fans, if you don't know who Gary Renard is, Disappearance of the Universe is a very popular A Course of Miracles book. It's uh, It really helps break down A Course of Miracles. If you've been struggling to understand A Course of Miracles, then uh, Disappearance of the Universe might be a great choice for you. Um, there are several great choices. My personal favorite is Disappearance of the Universe. Love the book. Love Gary Renard. And um, so grateful for his contribution to our world. All right. Well, the Holy Spirit's done it again. You know, I ask, what, what am I to share this week? Because it's all good to me. Everything in that book is good to me. <laughs> and um, what I got this week is uh, about guilt and keeping guilt out of our relationships. Yeah, baby. Had enough of that, right? Well, one of the things that I uh, witness uh, is all the insidious ways that guilt creeps into our conversations, into our dialogues, into our just our ways and means of navigating the world. It's so insidious. Um, I just came back from Legoland uh, I, where I took my 12-year-old nephew for his birthday, his 12th birthday, big deal. And I had taken his two older brothers to Legoland. And that Legoland, it's Sin City, I tell you. No, it's not, of course. But <laughs> um, I, I overheard a number of conversations where I could just hear the guilt in the conversation. And uh, so we're going to look at the text, chapter 13, section 10, uh, and it's called Release from Guilt. Release from Guilt. Chapter 13 is entitled The Guiltless World. And uh, A Course in Miracles tells us that guilt is our biggest issue. Right? That's how the separation shows up. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. And, um, this is when I, when, because what I do sometimes is I just kind of open the book and things like that. And this is what, um, I got when I looked at, uh, the, the course and what the, the spirit showed me to here. When you maintain that you are guilty, but the source of your guilt lies in the past. You are not looking inward. The past is not in you. Gosh almighty, I love that. The past is not in us. It's no part of us. Think about that. Think about how, just close your eyes for a moment with me. Turn within. Unless, of course, you're driving. Just one eye closed. No. <laughs> but you might be able to put your hand on your heart. And consider, I know I know people don't want to look within. I know that. Did a show about that earlier in the year, the fear to look within. We don't want to look within because we think it's just a garbage dump in there. That's what A Course in Miracles tells us. We're afraid that we just see nothing but sewage. But it's not true. That's where, that's where God is. It's in our heart. Of course, Miracles calls the heart the altar. 
And it says, our altar is crowded with false idols. Our belief in guilt, our belief in our guilt is a false idol on our altar. And it blocks the flow of love. So we talk about removing the blocks to love. Guilt is the biggest block to love that we hold on to. And guilt is underneath so much. It's underneath the pain, the suffering, the hurt, the anger, the fear, the doubt, the worry. The guilt is always in there somewhere. So what I like to do, and this is what we focus on in Masterful Living, in Finding Free, in my course where we work um, to remove the blocks to love by handing them over to the Holy Spirit. We, we look at the ways that we cling to the false idols, the ways that we cling to the blocks to love that we don't even know, we don't even recognize. Like just some of the most insidious ways that guilt shows up. Like if we say to somebody, hey, what you did, it bothered me. It upset me. Why would we ever say that to someone unless we want them to feel guilty? Why would we ever tell someone what they did upsets us unless we wanted them to feel guilty? If we love them, if we care about them, why would we want them to feel guilty? It's not their fault we're upset. I am never upset for the reason I think. The very second that I start to think that one other person is the reason why I'm upset, I have lost my mind. That's what A Course in Miracles says. And you know what? It's why it's right up there in the front few lessons. Right? The very beginning, I've given everything in this room, on the street, in my world, in my mind, all the meaning that it has for me. I am the one. And then, after that's established, what's the next point that Jesus makes for us? I am never upset for the reason I think. I'm always upset because of the meaning I made of something. It's my interpretation. Who's in charge of our interpretations? We are. So, it's certainly understandable. I want to say, it's certainly understandable that someone runs over your cat with their car. It would be totally understandable to say, they are responsible for my cat's death. It's them. It's because of them that I am despondent and I'm grieving so deeply. It's because of them. Right? Totally understandable. However, is it true? It's not true. But it seems to be true. The world would say it's true. But the world is delusional. And our freedom, our peace of mind comes from disconnecting from the mindset of the world. And that's what A Course in Miracles is. Of course, it's a mind training so that we can get back to our right mind. We always know that when we're upset or irritated, even a little tiny bit, we have slipped into the wrong mind. Always. Without exception. And that's challenging because 
there's I know for myself I used there was something I liked about being upset. I'm right about this. I liked being right about this. And so like if we even take that extreme example of someone ran over my cat with their car. Well, the cat maybe ran out in the street. I have a friend who accidentally killed a child with their car because they didn't see the child. They were backing up and the child was behind the car and scrunched down, couldn't see them. Certainly didn't intend to kill anyone, of course not. Things like that happen. Do we understand why they happen? We do not And how do you say, oh my gosh, my friend ran over my child and killed my child with my car. How can I make sense of that and say, oh, it's all good? No, we don't do that. That would be insane. That would be unthinkable. But we can eventually come to a place after we have experienced our human grief and we're ready to have a different view. For some people, it might be six weeks. For some people, it might be six years, 16 years. There's no rules on this. Nobody's doing it wrong if they haven't recovered in their grief. Everybody's got their own curriculum. But eventually... Maybe not even in this lifetime, but eventually we can get to the place of everything is gently planned for my good. And while it doesn't make sense, like for me, I say, well, how could my mother's horrific death from cancer be f- all good? Be gen- How could it be gently planned? How could that long, slow, painful death be gently planned by one whose only purpose is my good? I can't reason it out with an ego mind. It will never make sense. So I have to just accept it. And through my acceptance, I demonstrate my willingness. And through my willingness demonstration, there's peace in my mind. But if I blame, it's, it would be easy for me to blame the doctors who recommended certain things that were really not helpful. But I don't know what anything is for. I don't know what anything is for, except it's been gently planned for my good. Now, does it mean we don't speak up? Of course it doesn't mean we don't speak up. But how can we speak up without blame and without guilt? That's the thing for us to learn. This is how we are able to Seek not to change the world, but to change our mind about the world and be a shining light of love in this world. Because that is far more productive and far more valuable and completely in alignment with our destiny, our purpose, than shaming and blaming and being uh, placing guilt on people. When you maintain that you are guilty... But the source of your guilt lies in the past. You are not looking inward. The past is not in you. So for me, uh, and I've talked about this a lot, 
I, I, I used to really, uh, I had many Thanksgivings that I ruined because my birthday is November 28th. And, um, so many times my birthday is on Thanksgiving or it's the day before or the day after or that weekend or, um, it's usually in that period. And I grew up celebrating my birthday at Thanksgiving with my family. When I was a little kid, I just thought everybody was excited because it was my birthday. The whole country is celebrating. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, and I loved it. I loved all the family gathering and the turkey and everything. It was wonderful to celebrate my birthday on Thanksgiving. Um, and uh, then as I got older, it was less lovely. I wanted to have my own separate celebration because my ego wanted to be celebrated. And um, I wasn't sure that I was fully loved, you know, so I, I needed the displays. Um, and, uh, I've shifted so much and, uh, but I ruined some Thanksgivings and I do mean I ruined them. I threw a fit. I got so angry. I was mean and rude and unkind and threw things and yeah, right up into my twenties. I can remember being so angry at Thanksgiving and even having people at my house ruining my own Thanksgiving dinner that I prepared. Why, why would I do that? So many times I did it because I hadn't let go of the past. I was feeling guilty about the past and I was feeling resentful about the past. All that mixed into a really gnarly and noxious stew of emotion and my ego would be at Thanksgiving this is the time for revenge this is it you can't let this go on and so I would erupt like a volcano not all the time of course but it happened enough times that it made an impact on my family plus even if I didn't erupt, I would just make enough snarky comments throughout the day and the weekend to make it unpleasant for people to be around me. Why would they want to be around me? I'm unpleasant. And then I feel unloved. You see how we do that. I would uh, always need to be smarter, better, stronger, funnier, sassier, whatever it was than everybody else. Why? Because I had this deep, 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 deep sense of inadequacy, of being not just inadequate, but wrong. Something is terribly wrong with me. I am fundamentally bad. That's what I believed, fundamentally bad. Now, I'm so grateful that I know for a fact that everyone is fundamentally good and there are no exceptions there's no such thing as someone who's fundamentally bad you can feel it but it'll never make it true you could write your whole life upon the world as nothing but one long demonstration of fundamentally bad or fundamentally evil or stupid or ugly or mean or unlovable but it will never ever be true now I know that so it doesn't come up for me anymore because it's just not true for anyone 
but these these ways of making people feel guilty little tiny ways that we do it to other people oh really i don't want to have dinner at that time oh come on what's that designed for it's designed to make people feel bad about what they would like they're harshing your buzz they're ruining your day they're destroying your happiness whenever ever ever we intimate even slightly that someone is not making us happy they are making us unhappy just even a little bit we are trying to make them feel guilty why would we do that if we love them and why wouldn't we love them why wouldn't we love everyone they're part of us they're never going to be separate from us they're always going to be part of us but you know like i i have friends very close friends who have things about their body that are different than other people the hands differently formed feet differently formed i've got quite a few people like that in my life and um it's like saying oh that part of me is not good but why you can't separate that part of you and say it's not good you really can't you say oh i don't like this part but i don't know why go to all that trouble i can't see it anymore can't see the value of it anymore it's a habit it's an old habit from the past so at these holiday times there's this tremendous opportunity for us to move out of the past and to move into the present moment and it says here and i love this this is paragraph 8 now it is given you to heal and teach to make what will be now as yet it is not now the son of god believes that he is lost in guilt alone in a dark world where pain is pressing everywhere upon him from without when he has looked within and seen the radiance there he will remember how much his father loves him and it will seem incredible that he ever thought his father loved him not and looked upon him as condemned the moment that you realize guilt is insane wholly unjustified and wholly without reason you will not fear to look upon the atonement and accept it wholly you who have been unmerciful to yourself do not remember your father's love and looking without mercy upon your brothers you do not remember how much you love him him being god yet it is forever true in shining peace within you is the perfect purity in which you were created fear not to look upon the lovely truth in you look through the cloud of guilt that dims your vision and look past darkness to the holy place where you will see the light the altar remember that's your heart to your father your heavenly father is as pure as god who raised it to himself nothing can keep from you what christ would have you see so here's the thing 
our willingness is all that's required. Consider this. Every time we attempt to make someone feel guilty by in any way indicating, inferring, blaming them for how we feel, for how we feel, we're not helping them. We're not helping them to see the light. If we say to them, oh, you know, I really don't appreciate that you... We're trying to make them feel guilty. We're trying to make them feel ashamed. Instead of helping them to see the light within. Every time we make these little comments like this, these blame them for our small annoyances or our big ones, it does not matter. There's no big or small in God. It's just not true. God's not like that. Because God is everywhere, omnipresent, always the same. There's not more God in one place and less God in another. There's not more God here and less God there. There's not more good here in my heart than there is in the heart of a terrorist. No. But there's the recognition in the mind, right? But the goodness is the same. The perfection, the beauty, the wholeness is truly the same in all. If I say to my brother or my sister, Ugh, you have you've annoyed me, you've frustrated me, you've hurt me, you've angered me, you've upset me. I'm trying to make them feel guilty. And you know what the net effect of that is? It's going to add to their own belief that they're not worthy, that they're not good enough, that there's something wrong with them and they should never look within because to look within is to look upon a trash heap a waste dump a, a sewage pile that's what a huge portion of people believe if we make, try to make someone feel a little bit guilty we are actually automatically discouraging them from looking within and finding the love in their heart. Do you see how, gosh, I'm going to start crying. You see how criminal that is. We, we think it's so insignificant to say to somebody, oh, you're late again. Really? <sighs> Thanks a lot. Right? We make these little comments. Trying to make them feel guilty. Trying to make them feel ashamed. Because that's how we talk to ourselves. And it's the fear of other people's recrimination that makes a lot of people do so many different things. For some person, one person, it makes them stay home all the time and watch television instead of being with people. For another person, it's going to make them eat so much that they feel numb all the time. For another person, it's going to make them drink so much so they feel numb all the time. For another person, it's going to make them work so much so they don't have to think about how they feel. I know it seems crazy to the ego. It doesn't make any sense at all. But these little bits of guilt that we drip, drip, drip around... They pollute our life, our heart, our mind, of course, but they also are diminishing our brothers and sisters' possibilities of looking within and finding the light within. 
Remember, there's only one. So if we do that to our brothers and sisters, we are doing it to ourselves. I truly know from my own spiritual practice, the practice of stopping that in your family will transform your family. This is why my Masterful Living class is a year-long class. I'm telling you this now so that you can get in spiritual shape for the holidays, so that you can have the best holidays you've ever had in your whole life. Or turn things around in your family. Just making that commitment that even if you feel irritated and bothered by other people and what they're doing and not doing, you're not going to lay that sticky, icky goo of guilt onto them because they are not the reason you're upset. You're never upset for the reason you think. You're upset because of the interpretation you make of it. The interpretation comes from living in the past, unresolved feelings from the past. The Holy Spirit will resolve those feelings for you if you let the Holy Spirit do it. Who's in charge of letting the Holy Spirit do it? The person who seems to be annoying you? No, they can't do that for you. You have to make that decision to let the Holy Spirit do it for you. No one else can make that decision for you. Only you can make that decision for you. But you make that decision for you, and it blesses your whole family. And everyone that is in their lives, too. So this year, when you're you're preparing for your holidays, and you're thinking of gathering with other people, Think about walking into all those rooms and situations, all those Christmas parties and holiday parties and all those different things. Every store, every busy store, everywhere you're going, that you're there to be truly helpful. And it doesn't take a lot. It doesn't. Just those little snarky comments, those little bits of irritation, the turning off the light and turning within and going cold, not doing that anymore. That even when somebody seems to be doing something you don't like, that you can just practice with those little things, keeping your heart open, keeping your heart available for the love of God to shine through. Because when we do that, it really does encourage other people to match. It's, it's another matching, another matching opportunity. <laughs> Isn't it wonderful? Gosh, we're so blessed. So wonderful. Oh, it's time for me to take a break. So I'm going to invite you to go to thepowerofloveministry.net and, uh, if you'd like to make a contribution to contribute to our matching fund so we can get that done, wrap it up, I would appreciate it. Powerofloveministry.net. I'm Jennifer Hadley. And I love A Course in Miracles, and that's why we're talking about it. And we're on Unity Online Radio. We're living the love, we're walking the talk, and I'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles. 
living the love, walking the talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. And we are back. We're back. Yes. <laughs> oh, let's I'd like to make a couple of announcements just while I'm thinking of it here before I get into this passionate <laughs> conversation about guilt. Yeah, you can see, you know, I've learned so much from my holiday experiences. I just I wish to share so that no one repeats my absolute misery, misery, misery. Uh, so grateful that that is gone. That's gone. You know, it's part of what it really keeps me doing the year-long Masterful Living course is people have so much healing like I've had. And um, I, uh, it's a huge commitment in my life to, to do it. It's my whole life, really, is doing this. And uh, gosh, I, I just wouldn't wish to do anything else except go to Legoland with my nephew occasionally. No. <laughs> I love all of life. I really do. Thank God I love all of life now because I sure didn't used to. Oh, my gosh. Um, and one of the things that I was just uh, telling my uh, wonderful engineer, Jeff Comfort, who is a comfort to me uh, week after week, for uh, we've been doing this now for six years. This is our seventh year, Jeff. It's amazing. And um, uh, I'm going to be at Unity Village, which is where Jeff is now. He's in the control room there at Unity Village. And uh, I call into the control room. That's how we do it. I call in from all over the world, wherever I am. And um, I'm going to be there. New Year's Reboot Retreat. It's December 28th to January 1st. So it's four nights and five days. I got inspired to do this because um, people, in when I do a, a, a three-night retreat, a four-day retreat, people are like, oh, I wish it wasn't ending. <laughs> I just did a whole thing, 11 days with people, and they're like, I wish it wasn't ending. <laughs> so that's a wonderful thing. So we're going to dig in. We're going to have so much fun this New Year's. You, you, I swear to you, I don't think there's any way to have that much fun while you're healing that old sticky, icky, gooey clutter in the mind. I just don't think there's a way. To, um, I, if, you, if anybody else knows a way to have a lot of fun doing it, please tell me about it because I'd like to go check it out. We we have a really good time and we are going to have a good time this New Year's. Uh, I'd like to mention something to you. I've never done this before. I always like to do new things, but I got I get inspired by Spirit. Spirit says, do this, do that. And I, oh, that's a good idea. So... Um, just when we just opened Masterful Living registration, it's open now. People are registering, uh, not every day, but they're frequently registering now. It's going to amp up as we get to the end of the year. So those of you who have been thinking about Masterful Living, maybe thinking about the retreat, if you sign up now, you can get a discount, $300. If you sign up for the retreat and Masterful Living, you can get a $300 discount on the retreat. How amazing is that? I think it's amazing. Spirit gives me these ideas and I say, okay, I'm going to do it. Because I know if I don't, 
it doesn't go well. So I've learned to listen. And uh, that's one of the things that we dig into in Masterful Living. It's a big part of the curriculum is developing trust and faith to follow Spirit's guidance so that we don't have all that regret. And uh, it really works. So we're... So let's see, do I have any other announcements? Mass for Living registration is open. I did a class, a free class. It's kind of a preview class of Master for Living called uh, Relationship Healing and Harmony. And I shared five tips to improve your relationship starting right now. And they're pretty simple, but a lot of people never even thought of it before. And they make a real difference in relationship. Perfect tips to share for the holidays and um, so I invite you to go you can get that it's a free download and it's a free transcript as well as we have an audio a video and a transcript got you covered uh, we, we we like to spend the money to transcribe things because a lot of so we have so many people who listen who are not uh, native English speakers and so we like to give it to them and some people don't even like to listen to the audios they only like to read the transcripts so and as I often say too listen and read at the same time you will be um, amazed at your retention so go get that relationship healing and harmony class at jenniferhadley.com it's totally free for you and these things don't stay up forever, so go go get it now. Um, I also, for those of you who've been listening to the radio show for a very long time, I and maybe people who've been in Masterful Living before and things like that, I'm adding new things. Boy, I'm adding quite a few things to Masterful Living this year, and um, I'm very excited about it. Spirits really got me on fire. I am inspired, and uh, I'm excited to share with you some of these new things that we're going to be doing in Masterful Living this year to really support our our growth. And... Uh, Doing things like looking at the guilt in our relationships is uh, part of what we do. So we're really looking at it. Because this is the thing I was saying earlier that I did a radio show early in the year. I think it was in January maybe or early February about that section in the text called The Fear to Look Within. That we're afraid to look within because we've interpreted all of our acts of unkindness towards ourselves and others and we've made the meaning of it that we're unlovable we don't love ourselves so we think we're unlovable what it's crazy imagine if everyone in your life thought they were unlovable and they wouldn't let you love them life would be really unpleasant right this is the thing about cats and dogs one of the greatest things about cats and dogs everybody thinks the greatest thing about cats and dogs is that they love you no the secret thing about cats and dogs is they let you love them that's the thing they let you pour your love onto them and I, I, my experience with cats and dogs is if you want to love on them and, you know, they know you, they're like, oh, they're all in for that. Oh, yeah. They'll turn over, give you their belly, cats, dogs, they'll hang out all day, they'll, they'll 
come back again and again saying, would you like to love me now? My, my brother's dog, Dixie, she, um, she left this world recently and, uh, I'm, I'm missing her. And, um, uh, cause I'm at my bro's house now in New Jersey. And, um, if, if, uh, and, you know, Dixie would come over and she'd be like, would you like to love on me now? Cause I'm available. She wasn't coming to give me affection. She was coming to give me the opportunity to give her affection. You see, and this is what, what dogs do and cats do is they, they open to receive and they are such good teachers. Because I meet so many people that if you, I find this all the time, that if I would like to be loving with them, they're, they're a little standoffish. You know, if I just want to appreciate them, they're like, oh no, you don't have to, you don't have to say anything nice to me. You don't have to appreciate me. I'm like, I I feel like it though. I feel moved to appreciate you. I feel moved to love you and to recognize you. People are like, oh no, no, please. No, no, I don't need that. Like, Nobody's saying you need it. I would like to express it. Watch for that this holiday season, right? Because the thought is that people who are receptive to love, receptive to appreciation, that they're egotistical. But it's the opposite. It's the opposite. People who need it, who want it, who crave it, they're a bit repulsive, aren't they? Right? Why do they need it, want it, crave it? Because they don't give it to themselves. So it's an inside job. Seek not to change the world, but to change your mind about the world. So here's how we change the mind about the world. Just in time for the holidays. We change our mind about the world and we, we decide. I was just, um, talking about this in class last week somewhere. I'm trying to think of where it was I talking about it. Saying, Look, the whole world loves us. Every particle of life loves us. Because it's of God. All of it, the whole of the illusion created or made for us, by us. We are of God. There's Nothing that exists that's not part of God. And of Course in Miracles tells us this world does not exist. But this projection is of our own making. And because it's projected by us and we're part of God, we can learn to see it correctly. That all of life is here to love us and support us. All of life. No matter how it looks, no matter how it seems. And if we open our mind to receive it all as love, that's flipping the switch. Hmm. Insane ideas have no real relationships, for that is why they are insane. This is, again, chapter 13, section 10, release from guilt, paragraph 2. No real relationship can rest on guilt or even hold one spot of it to mar its purity. So for those of us who would like to experience really, truly loving relationships, we've got to get the guilt out. We've got to get the habits of 
guilting others, blaming others. Blame and guilt go together, hand in glove. All relationships the guilt has touched are used but to avoid the person and the guilt. What strange relationships you've made for this strange purpose. And you forgot that real relationships are holy and cannot be used by you at all. So the thing that we do is we start to say to our higher Holy Spirit self, to ourselves, the best part of ourselves, the clear part of ourselves, the part of ourselves that can never be marred or tainted or confused, that higher Holy Spirit self, teach me to love without attachment. Teach me to see clearly, to know clearly. Remove the blocks to love in my mind. All false perceptions be gone. The Holy Spirit can do it if we ask it, if we desire it. But if we're looking for ways to be cold to someone, to cut them out, to punish them in any way, think of all those little punishments that we contemplate, that we keep going. Yeah, no, I'm never going to invite them to my party again because I'm mad at them. I'm, I'm punishing them. Right? That's what people do. I used to do that all the time. Oh no, I'm punishing them. That's what I thought in my mind. But when we're punishing others, we're actually punishing ourselves because we're taking ourselves out of the flow of love. It's like taking ourselves out of the flow of fresh air. We're taking ourselves out of the flow of fresh food and fresh nurturance when we withhold love it turns our whole physical mental emotional spiritual being into stagnation when we withhold love i would invite everyone who's listening to open themselves to the flow of love and see if it doesn't heal different aspects of your life i know that it does because i've seen it Many, many, many times. It heals the physical, the emotional, the financial, the mental. Love is the only healer there is. There's no other healer. Because love is our natural state. Relationships are used only by the Holy Spirit, and it is that which makes them pure. If you displace your guilt upon them, the Holy Spirit cannot use them. So if we're putting the guilt into the relationships, whether we're feeling guilty or trying to make others feel guilty, then the relationships can't be used for that purpose of our healing. Because we are instead declaring, no, no healing for me, no healing for them. I'm punishing myself, I'm punishing them, there's not going to be any healing here. That truly is, my friend, the byproduct of the slightest irritation, frustration, snarkiness, blamed on somebody else. 
It's like wearing one of those hazmat suits that say no love allowed in or out. Not worthy. They're not worthy. I'm not worthy. Guilt, 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 guilt. We think that just that little thing that says, what do you mean you forgot to pick up the ham? Oh, God. Oh, come on. How many times? Oh, forget it. I'll just do it myself. That is is a way of broadcasting to the whole universe. No love for me. No love for anyone else. Nothing but shame. Nothing but blame. Fundamentally bad. You, me, everybody. I know it. it's like, wait a minute. Could it really be that way? Yes. Yes, this is what we're being told here. If you display your guilt upon them, the Holy Spirit cannot use them, meaning our relationships. For by preempting for your own ends what you should have given God, God cannot use it for your release. Relationships are meant for our release. But if we think, oh no, our relationships are meant for punishment, for manipulation, for control. We're saying, I I know better than God. God, get out of here. And the spirit of love stands aside and waits. No one who would unite in any way with anyone for his individual salvation will find find it in that strange relationship. It is not shared, and so it is not real. Oh, I love A Course in Miracles. And I love you. Thank you for joining me today. Masterful Living Registration is open. New Year's Reboot Retreat at the end of the year. We're going to have a hoot nanny at Unity Village. <laughs> and, um, no, we're going to do some deep spiritual work and we're going to have a lot of fun. It's not just play. No, we're going to do some clutter clearing. And our Help Shine the Light campaign. We, we've got 7,000 of our 25,000 raised. We're going to have that 25,000 matched. We've got only till December 4th to raise the rest of it. Do me a favor. Help me get it all raised before Thanksgiving. Please. I'd like to have it all done. And uh, we're well on our way. 18,000 more. And every penny you give right now is being matched. Let's, speaking of matching, let's place our hands on our heart and give great thanks. Oh, powerofloveministry.net. Powerofloveministry.net for your donations. JenniferHadley.com for the retreat and for the um, masterful living. Don't forget the $300 discount on the retreat. <laughs> if you sign up for masterful living now. So we take that breath of love and gratitude, grateful, 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 to open our hearts and minds to the Holy Spirit. We're putting all of our relationships on the altar, all the thoughts of guilt, known and unknown, felt and not felt. We're giving them to the Holy Spirit for healing, so grateful and thankful to let them go. In gratitude, we share the benefits with everyone. We let it be. We know it's done. And so it is. Amen. 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 I love you. Have a great rest of your week.